0: Giving from the void. Greetings from the
1: void. It is Chronic Media Consumption and my name is Kelly. And I'm still Michelle. Welcome to our special holiday episode where we are going to talk about the wonderful world of product placement.
0: We are talking about a topic that is something that people may notice more often than not or sometimes they just slip it in stealthily but it gets the movie or show or whatever media a little bit more revenue and slowly worms its way into your brain with subliminal messaging that you should buy these things because it's in the show in front of you. And this is also something that I find interesting because when you think about time periods, you know, you're you're watching a period drama, you're watching something that took place in the 80s or the 40s. One of the ways that they hammer home that you're in a different time period is with products it may not even be that they're trying to sell it to you but if you're in the 40s you're going to have a very different experience drinking a coca-cola out of a glass bottle than you would out of a slim can of coke these days
1: yeah i mean one of the biggest product placement weird things in blast from the past was that Brendan Fraser was carrying around Ipana toothpaste. Ipana is not made anymore. Yeah. It wasn't, it was not made. It wasn't in production in the nineties at all. And my, I remember when my mother saw that movie, which she used to love that movie. Oh my God. It's a good movie. Um, and she would say, brush up, brush up, brush up with the new eyepanna. So I know that theme song, even though I have never seen the commercial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, commercials, really man, they really do get to you. Literally, we could do oh, an geez. episode that's on the on jingles alone, because that's a form of cons- media consumption. I, okay. there, there are times where I will just be like, oh, 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 Riley, auto parts for no reason. Just in the middle of my day. Yeah. Or dad you know, ha- when you my have... dad hates it whenever I do jingles. He's like, "You are letting them win."
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! And we could talk about Demolition Man, where the only music that they have in the future is, is
0: jingles. jingles. Yes. But oh that, my God. that's for a future, future episode. <laughs> this, this lovely Thanksgiving episode, which we are recording well in advance, we're going to go over the product placement and th- those that stood out that are stark and kind of threw you out of the the experience, those that maybe we didn't quite notice the first time around and some that have become so culturally ubiquitous that we don't really pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Thanksgiving... The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That yeah. That's some product placement, people. Like, it's... Oh, my goodness. It, I can't imagine how much people have to pay to have that in their movies. But I have seen a number of movies where the Thanksgiving Parade and its giant floats and balloons are a part of it. And the giant star with Macy's written on it. <laughs> they do a great yeah. job because... Yeah, you, you can't forget what parade that's for.
1: Oh, and then every holiday movie where the Thanksgiving Day parade is featured mm-hmm. is just an easy way for them to slip in all of that product placement without having to do it, without having to insert it into like, the script, the dialogue, which I thought was actually kind of an interesting thing. And that, that actually brings me to one of my first things, mm-hmm. my first references, which is a little-known TV show that only lasted a little less than one season because it happened during the writer's strike, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. It is an Aaron Sorkin TV show. It happened after West Wing and before he did Newsroom on HBO. It was hilarious. Super smart. It was amazing. And people didn't watch it because there was no laugh track and it pissed me off. But this was a, a show about what it's like to create something like SNL Saturday night live Mm -hmm. and all of the effort that goes into it, not just the creativity of writing it, of acting it and putting it all together that way, but also what happens with the studio execs, the people who want to keep it, you know, at its core, the same as what it's always been. But the others that are sitting there going, we still need to make money on this crap. Like we need to be able to pay to put it on the air. So they have to look into. The actual money aspect. And one of the episodes. Was about that very thing. It was about how they were stating. We need more product placement. In Studio 60. We need more product placement. In that show every week. Because we're starting to to lose issues. Lose sponsors and all of that. We're losing money. And the writers and Basically, the producers are sitting there going, I don't want to do that. That's not, no, we've we've never done that. And I was like, we get it, but you need the money. And so after hemming and hawing for the whole time, they're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here's, here's TLC brought to you by Coca-Cola. You know, like, we don't want to say that stuff on, on screen. And so they finally come to a conclusion. We're like, hey, we realize we've never had a spot in the theater that they film it in that felt like a home base. On Saturday Night Live, they have the the classic little band area at the very beginning where the the whoever's hosting it comes out and talks in front of the little band. But Studio 60 didn't have that because Studio 60 is fictional. And so they're like, hey wait, why don't we do this? Why don't we have we set up a stage over here and then as a backdrop we do a picture of the strip. Of the Studio 60 strip outside which is made up of entirely billboards all of these advertisements so they don't have to put the product placement in the skits they don't have to write them into the dialogue they don't have to sit there and say welcoming to the stage blah 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 blah, brought to you by they can just have that one picture in the background that they use that they cut to when they're doing a little sidebar or that the host stands in front of when they're doing their introduction, all of that built right into the package, all of the product placement right in one source. And I'm like, that is
0: beautiful. That's clever. That's definitely clever.
1: Yeah. It allows them to still be creative while still getting the money that they need.
0: Yeah, I like that. I mean, it, it's in the background, so it's not going to be a huge disruption. One of the other ways that people get around with doing it a little non-traditionally from the the typical is making a a joke out of it. And I think one of the groups that did a really good job of making that joke is Wayne's world. Mm -hmm. They literally have a whole bit where they're full on being like, I'm not a sellout Doritos. I would never (laughs) go into this kind of stuff. Pizza hut. You know? So they're, fully leaning into it and making it a they're laughing at themselves and so like they're inviting the audience to come in on the joke rather than trying yeah. to trick them into liking something it kind of makes me feel like one of the things that threw me off when i was watching i can't remember one, one of the james bonds what he he was drinking a heineken but his hand placement was awkward so that you could see the label. Yeah. I was just like James Bond drinks a Heineken like what? Why? I don't I don't like that. It's
1: like like when you see all the commercials, just the basic commercials for any drink, especially ones that come in cans. Mhm. Like the fact that the product is placed the label is placed perfectly so that it reads it while you're drinking it, right? Yes. Except anybody, any of us laymans who have actually drunk from a can of something like Coke or Pepsi or whatever, the way that it's printed on the can, it's not perfectly lined up. So I used to sit there and be like, why can't I drink this? Like they do in the, in the TV where it's like, it's got the Coca-Cola reading right off of the, the side of the can. No, this one is, is like in my knuckles. And if I turn it, then the Coke is going to be on my face.
0: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and it, they they always have um, a special prop can when they do that so it makes it so it's very mm-hmm. obvious the props to history on TikTok does a good job of kind of showing some of those kind of fake tools that they use to make it seem like they just opened a regular can. It's amazing just if you haven't seen it on TikTok definitely go give them a follow they are awesome highly recommend but mm-hmm. yeah, the there's other shows as well that I feel like were made for the express purpose of product placement. Like Castaway, FedEx, like, come on. So yeah, the FedEx and Wilson were Castaway. And then like the, all the, the lovely Lego movies. I mean, those are advertising Lego successfully doing a great job there. The internship is basically an ad for Google and all those great, you know, what is it to be a Googler? <laughs> all, all those James Bond is basically completely synonymous with an Aston Martin. So oh, yeah. it, it there's just a lot of these kind of shows that you're just, like you don't even really notice. There's like they make it seem really cool, and that's how they're able to get you to buy it. You know, because like Top Gun, you know he's wearing Ray Bans. the sales yep. for Ray Bans went through the roof. Aviators. Same in.
1: In Men in Black, Ray Bans were. Sorry, was that Ray Bans or? Yeah, Ray Bans.
0: I think they were the Wayfarer version of Ray, but they were the band, ban, right? Le, the brand Ray Ban, yes. So the, yeah. the aviators and then the Wayfarers. Yeah, they just through the roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, but it's not like, you know, Eyewear is owned by one company anyway, but whatever. No, it's
0: um, not. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> well, that's not. a whole other thing. <laughs> no, but those those are the ones that they they kind of did product placement through being cool, having somebody want to be like them, and so they bought the thing. And then there's the product placement that I feel gets a little crazy, and the specific ones that always come to mind are car plot product placement, specifically in TV shows, like in movies, they do it a little more like panning around and making them look like a really cool, like a muscle car or really effective. But in TV shows, specifically in like the 2010s, there was a whole slew of these that I think they were mostly on like the USA network. they the covert affairs, necessary roughness, psych, royal pains. There was always an episode where the character had a new car. And they had to pause getting into the car and there was doing something like, let me put in the GPS location so I could meet you at this place. Ooh, oh I'm going to talk to the car and it's going to, you know, tell me a so- something. Oh, we're getting shot at. I'm going to be able to press this button and then the back hatch is going to open so I have better access. New Girl's uh, love affair with Ford. The Ford Fusion, um, I
1: think she has. Is that? No, just no. like the, the Ford Escape, I think is uh what schmidt drives and like then there's a another ford car that coach ends up driving and he's literally showing they're like oh it gets better gas mileage da, da, da. and then he's like putting in all of like let me put up on the infotainment
0: center and i'm like what the fuck am i looking at is this a,
1: an ad yeah. or is this a show like
0: let me watch the show exactly <laughs> she does drive a ford fusion by the way go and so yeah that's those are the crazy ones where you're, you're just like it's Getting them in the car in the first place is a little bit of a kick out of the regular sitcom environment because everything is usually a soundstage. It's very hard for you to, you know, smoosh that down into a small car. But then to also make the car one of the characters of that scene feels so weird. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, why, why are you doing this? And it's not like the car is, like, sexy or anything. Like, Gone in 60 Seconds, oh, damn. Like, talk about car commercial. I wanted all of those. I was, like, salivating. I'm like, oh, oh, oh these are amazing. But that was also,
1: Gone in 60 Seconds was also just kind of like a love letter to cars itself. It was. You're right. Like, it. yeah. It, like, it, like, that it, was all kinds of cars. Yes, the Shelby was one of the the main focuses, but still.
0: There was a ton of other cars in there. They were all yeah. unique on that list. They were all The way they talked about them and drove them, it just was like, whew, yes, more cars. These other ones, I'm just like, it's just a responsible sedan. Why are you trying to make it sexy? It's not. Right? Like, that's not the point of the car. Like, Gone in 60 Seconds was a movie about the
1: cars, a movie about taking, stealing the cars, etc. But, like, it was the cars... Was the main plot point mm-hmm. when you're watching a sitcom about the relationship between six people, and then they start talking about how awesome this particular car is that they just bought that gets a better fuel mileage to gallon, like gas like uh, uh, why? Why do we have to go into that? Like why is that an entire episode except for a product placement grab? Yeah, it's it just completes completely lifts you out of the entire point of the show
0: Yep. yeah
1: the first time that i really noticed product placement in the movies was in the island Mm. with ewan mcgregor and scarlett johansson and sean bean also known as scene bean in my household it's a michael bay movie and that was before i realized that michael bay came from commercials and it was never more prevalent than in this frickin' movie, where, <laughs> oh my god, that you've got these clones walking around their little habitat, drinking Aquafina, and having it placed dead center in the middle of the screen, as big as the screen, right? And it's like, oh, you can't <laughs> not see this Aquafina thing, or the beer that they're drinking at the bar, or this future, this future concept car of this weird pickup truck that has a convertible top that's made by i think chevy and and then all of the other random like there's the the one of the guys who has a clone they get into his car and the emblem on the front of the car is focused on for a good five seconds it's a I think freaking it was a buick oh, it's a
0: buick i thought it was a mercedes but i'm wrong.
1: Wait, sorry no it's not a buick it's a cadillac
0: cadillac okay yeah, yeah, It's,
1: yeah. it's a, a freaking cad- Cadillac
0: with gull wing doors. Like, okay, <laughs> they they tried to be super futuristic, but I felt like it's kind of like people in like the fifties imagining what it would be like in the year two thousand, you know. And we look and we're like, that's comedically silly. Like, why why would we all of a sudden be able to fly cars? Why would our houses be able to be popped up from like a a tiny little capsule and now we look at that from the island and we're like this is the future you see like branding and all like i but then you think about it and you're like well maybe maybe that's true i mean like i know you're gonna bring up idiocracy but like that that's where that's where my brain goes i'm like this is state like this is the stage until we get to idiocracy <laughs> somehow yeah, it's in like, the middle the the product placement in michael bay films
1: specifically are just in your face they pull you out of the narrative i think the same was in charlie's angels full throttle the sequel yes right where Gosh. i remember in the middle of i think the motorcycle chase they like zoomed in on drink dispenser that had a big old brand name across it i can't remember it off the top of my head but i want to say that it was like it was bright green i want to say like maybe mountain dew or something like that or maybe it was gatorade who knows but it was like it was focused on for a bit, and I'm like, "Can we get back to the the motorcycle chase? Like, why are we looking at this random drink dispenser in the middle of a racetrack? What what sense does this
0: make? You know? Yeah, yeah. And the newer Charlie's Angels also had a ton of product placement. Uh, the one from 2019, really? they had all these things that were just, you know, shown and what what they're wearing. A lot of it was the technology they were using. So they were seeing like, I think, I think Sony was either it was a Sony movie or it was Sony advertising because there were so many like Sony tablets, Sony uh, wireless earbuds, Sony phones, Sony cameras. Like I was just like, this is a Sony movie. Holy crap.
1: (laughs) That's interesting because I have not seen that one yet. So I've heard some good things about it. And I I was kind of anticipating it.
0: I mean, it's, I just, it's a, it was an okay movie. I, it wasn't, you know, terrible. It was a little bit of a romp. The introduction of the new naive character was a little irritating, but Kristen Stewart was fabulous. I was like, I will watch you be sassy on screen all day. That was great. Keep doing that. That's
1: kind of what I was hoping for. Cause I know Kristen, Kristen Stewart gets a bad rap for, Twilight, Twilight. And everything but
0: she was working with the source material if anyone's read Twilight she did it justice because it's
1: terrible I agree <laughs> I agree but like I've seen her in other things like I saw her in the panic room back mm-hmm. before she back before she was Bella and I thought she was fantastic in that she was playing a kid with diabetes I thought that was amazing and then seeing her in the recent biopic Seaberg
0: oh yes yes i'm looking forward to her in diana like that one looks like it's gonna be good but sorry i'm a fan of her already so it's just like yeah i think i think her next one's coming up it's called spencer princess Um, diana
1: spencer is the one where she plays diana yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: but yeah going back to product placement in a lot of these films was just it was so annoying it 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 lifted you out of it now however when they're like in Wayne's world when they're kind of bringing you in on the joke when they're like it's part of the narrative it works yeah so like in Idiocracy when this guy wakes up in 25 in the 2500s 250, whatever yeah <laughs> and there's literally branding everywhere TV screens have to be the size of a wall because they have advertisements all along the outside and you're only watching like maybe the middle 20 inches
0: of this like 100 inch screen. And the branding is to the point where like they've forgotten the original meaning of the brand, but it's still recognizable for us watching the show.
1: And the advertisements are like, if you're not smoking this brand, fuck you. And it's like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's basically what it feels like now without being so explicit. One of my favorite commercials that I think it aired once and then I never saw it again, but only one other person I know of has ever seen this was an Asper Cream commercial. Okay. And. At the very end, the jingle was, you bet your sweet ass, for Cream. <laughs> and I lost it. I was like, they they let that go? That Like, they approved that? That's amazing. That's a hell of a jingle. I'm 100% here for that. But I never heard it again. And recently, there's been a variation of that that has now been... Widely launched on their campaigns And I'm I'm like thank you for bringing it back Because that Was so funny And it definitely makes me perk my ears up And go I'll pay attention to com- your commercial Now what's going on what are you selling What's it for oh it's actually for my ass Cool <laughs> Way to work <laughs> that into the title <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh It was hilarious like I, I love that And like, Idiocracy made it part of the narrative because everything had become so over-commercialized that they don't know what water is. They just think water is what's in the toilet because everybody drinks sports drinks and soda
0: and yep. beer. Yep. And they right. are – they're they're making a commentary on, like, that's where we're going. And so, you know, you can watch that movie at a few different levels – uh, a lot of people watch it and they're just like, huh, I feel superior. I'm better than that. But I watch it and I'm just like, oh shit, this is us. No! Yeah. <laughs> One of the other movies that I like that has a combination of the b- background product placement, the cool factor product placement, and the in on the joke product placement. It's from 2002. It's the movie Triple X with Vin Diesel. Mm -hmm. so first of all one of my favorite movies it's so watchable it's i've never seen it oh god it's terrible and i love it it's amazing it's so good but they have like the food they're eating the clothes they're wearing they're all branded cool like vans and and brands from like skateboards and motorcycles motocross that stuff all makes it in there they have a bunch of stuff about Sony. So, like, TV screens and systems, laptops, all of that stuff is there. Cameras. They had the, you know, the mobile phones, all of those things. Then they have, like, the broad flight, but the view of a, of a plane going through, you know? like They always have those ubiquitous flight scenes where, like, the plane takes off or is landing in, like, some foreign country. And theirs was Lufthansa. And I... Had just gone on like like found out about Lufthansa as an airline because I was planning a trip. We didn't end up going on it, but for for one in Europe, and I was like, oh, I know Lufthansa, and like it really stuck out to me. But I know in the background, normally you're just like, oh yeah, that's that's an airline. But they they just did a really good job. And then there's a whole bit where they have all the lovely cars because he says that their list of cars that the government said you should request these cars from this, you know crime boss guy and he's like uh sure no those are all terrible cars they're lame and they would know and they're like well this is the budget we have and he's like doesn't matter i'm gonna get a bunch of ferraris (laughs) and (laughs) a bunch of these other cars and you know put those in there so you see them you see just a lot the way they do a lot of these is they kind of are like oh it's an action scene tension building all this and then we're gonna zoom in on the logo and zoom out like it's like whoosh. so you you don't really necessarily notice it but then they do those zoom ins and you're like oh okay gotcha gotcha we need oh to my know. god
1: <laughs> the remake of the italian job was a way to relaunch the mini cooper yes! in the u.s yes
0: <laughs> and it was successful it was! I want that car! I've always <laughs> wanted that car. I thought it was adorable. I got a Fiat instead because I heard that Mini Coopers have a little bit of a transmission issues and they're kind of little, you know, not as safe. You get, you get crumpled in a, a Mini Cooper, you're, you're being flattened. But in a Fiat, you'll just roll around like somebody's soccer ball. Uh, but yeah, they were awesome. And the way they like zoomed through the canals and stuff, I was like, yeah, that's freaking yeah. cool yeah yeah, so oh my God. The cool factor, the crazy factor, like all those things are just very interesting. And sometimes when it's done well, you're just like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Like get your bag, I don't care. I'll consider buying the thing that you're advertising. Good job. But when it's like the island and it's just so out of place and clunky and obvious, I am immediately thrown out of the fantasy world that I've been in watching this media. And I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm salty. I'm like, really, really? This is what you had to do. I've got a perfect example.
1: I love the TV show. My voice is fucked. Oh my God. (laughs) What is going on? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I love the, the TV show Stranger Things. I am really anticipating season four coming out next year. I hate the fact that I have to wait until next year, but fine. This last season, season three, was really well done. I thought it was amazing, except for one part. And it was right in the middle of episode seven, where they had the fucking Lucas talking about, ah, new Coke. I think it's better. And like he's literally doing an ad for new Coke. <laughs> in the middle of them trying to to like wrap and fix eleven's uh bite wound in her leg this thing that's like totally tearing havoc out of her they're in a grocery store and he's just sipping on some new coke going oh yeah it's delicious it's amazing it's nice and crisp and it's like and then they start having an argument over new coke and original coke in the middle of the store and i'm like you lost me I've been a number one fan of this show since it premiered. Like I was literally, I watched it on Netflix the day it premiered, binge watched it in one sitting all eight hours and I love it. It's a fantastic show, but you lost me in episode seven of season three when they're just arguing about Coke. Why did that, why was that necessary? I get that the whole thing about that year was New Coke's launch and everybody had like that big thing, but that wasn't necessary for the story. It totally takes you out.
0: Yeah, it really does. It that's an example of when it's done poorly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was frustrating. All of the other placement in that show was done well because it made sense. It was just literally what they were wearing or Yeah, reminding you
0: of the time period.
1: Yeah, like a Casio watch, or a Walkman tape player, or like the Huffy bikes, or like all of that. Just it made sense because it was just what they had. Like you didn't need to sit there and do a little personal commercial about why New Coke is better, which it wasn't.
0: <laughs> I love, I love it. I love the, you know, just just like the disrespect. <laughs>
1: very disrespectful and i don't know what's happening to my voice i don't know either well that's it's fine i'm okay (laughs) but yeah it was disrespectful i felt like i felt offended watching it i was not happy but Mm. yeah hey movie and tv makers out there in the world don't do it like that yeah like it when it's in the background we'll notice it you know if it's a, a brand that we get, we'll notice it. You don't need to draw attention to it. We'll get it.
0: Drawing attention to it actually makes it so that I will go out of my way to not purchase it. Avoid it. it. I will intentionally be like, well apparently I'm never buying Fritos again. Thanks.
1: Subliminal (laughs) messaging works. Just not in the way that they originally thought.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't change your mind, but it's, it's exposure therapy. It's that the more you see something, the more you recognize it. So in the future, when you're considering, am I going to buy this product or this product? I am leaning towards Prego rather than Ragu for my sauce. I'm not sure why, but I want to go for that. And it's because you were watching a sitcom where they had Prego on the counter. You just didn't realize it. You you, they didn't make it a big deal so it, it works it's crazy how effective it is and some marketing people are so on top of it they definitely are fully aware of this and I feel like some are trying to follow the trend but they aren't quite quite getting it that kind of makes me think of just advertising in general and the changes we've had in it which always makes me think of Mad Men Because that Mm -hmm. period of advertising where you took away just the facts and made it emotional. And now we've made it cinematic. So, you know, people liked... Was it Reese's Pieces that were in E.T.? Yep. yeah. Because
1: because M&M's declined.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, they got so much advertising from that that it's a cult classic. And... People grew up knowing that, and so they have that association with Reese's Pieces. I've seen E.T. all of once, and I know this fact, and <laughs> it, it, it stayed in my head. So it's just an interesting phenomenon that we've advanced where, you know, you're not straight out lying about something, but you're building a story around it. So they're, they're getting that emotional reaction. They're making it so that you think of this character, this romantic story, this tragic event in some fictional world in relation to the thing that they can sell you. So you can almost take home a piece of the media that you consume. And I will
1: also bring this up. Product placement is now so important to some companies that it affects the way the movie is done. I'm going to bring up Apple. Apple has it contracted.
0: Oh, yes.
1: So that if Apple is ever featured, like an Apple iPhone is ever featured in a film, it cannot be used by the bad guy, by yeah. the villain. It, it- so immediately, now that anybody knows that, and there are a bunch of people who know that, now if you're watching a movie and you see that somebody, and you're wondering, like, oh my God, who's the mole? Who's the bad guy? Who's the one that's killing all of these people? Oh, and you see an somebody Android. using an iPhone. <laughs> as soon as they have an iPhone, you immediately know, oh, they're not the bad guy because Apple doesn't let us guess. And <laughs> I hate that. You've taken out the mystery. You've totally destroyed that illusion because you are so blown out of proportion that you don't want anyone bad to use our products, except you let everybody use them. It doesn't matter who they are. Everybody can buy a freaking iPhone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I and I'm sorry. I am a little biased because I don't like Apple. But that's fine. That's just me. I think they're stupid. So,
0: as I wear my rah. Apple my Apple Watch, work on my iPhone and am on my M- MacBook Pro recording this whole session.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fine.
0: I'm Google and Windows for life. So, I mean, for the brief period of time that I worked for Microsoft, they did actually, in fact, say you should Bing it instead of Google it. Which, which I never
1: pick up. I, yeah, I get felt it. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was
0: one of those moments where I was just like, am I in the Twilight Zone? What is this?
1: <laughs> oh, I need to look something up. Yeah, just Bing it. What? Google it. No, Google Bing it. it nobody uses bing nobody uses bing stop it
0: i will say i do in fact use bing because sometimes it gets good results but yeah i don't ever say bing it i will say yeah i googled that and that's another example of something becoming ubiquitous in our culture where if you are looking for information you know you can look it up via google the search engine and it's
1: who was the first person to make Google it a phrase? I don't know. Do you? I do. Who? Alison Han Alison Hannigan as Willow on an episode of Buffy. Really? Yep. She introduced the nineties world to Google.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, she's like I'll just Google it. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, you just go onto Google and you type in what you're looking for and it pulls up the search information. And like, I didn't even think about that, but I have noticed it in in like some of the things that I read. They were like, oh yeah, it's because of that. Like Google, it became a phrase that people are like, oh yeah, just Google it. I used to use ask Jeeves <laughs> before Google was a thing. So yeah.
0: I mean, there honestly are a lot of things that came out of Buffy. In our that are in our common nomenclature. That
1: oh, yeah.
0: like that could be a whole other episode of how they were they made up a fake California dialect that nobody uses, but everybody assumed was Californian and in fact became something that people in California would use. Like it mm-hmm. it was a chicken before the egg kind of situation.
1: Yeah. Yet another reason why we love Buffy.
0: Buffy is one of those, like many shows from the 90s, that don't necessarily hold up as well as we would like. But they still have a lot of impact and are definitely worth looking into and all that. So Yeah, it's still a fun ride. I know a lot of people have issues with certain characters and ways things are represented, decisions that were made by characters. And I feel like parts of those are because things weren't explored in certain ways. And so a lot of it was mm-hmm. centered on Buffy. And so they only got like little shallow exposures to stuff. But back to my neck of the woods, fan fiction has done a great job in fleshing out characters and their <laughs> motivations. Filling in those gaps. Yes. Xander one of my favorite characters when I watch him on the show I'm like ooh cringe fan fiction yes Fanon Xander (laughs) the best and also in Fanon they do not let Willow get off scot free I have been so irritated about that fact in her arc on Buffy forever they're just like oh poor Willow she was sad and I was like and so she killed people (sighs)
1: <sighs> yeah, we don't, that's not the excuse. You can't, that's the, that, that's the, the, oh God, I'm getting heated. Okay. It's, it's
0: that whole, that whole thing from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nice motivation, still murder. No,
1: no, it's, it's cool motive, cool still, motive murder. still murder. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunately, that's the, the common trope in reality when it comes to, and I'm going to get political here, when it comes to any white guy with a gun, yeah. At this point where they're like, oh, well, the reason why he did this was because he got fired and or because the girls under said stress. no to him. Yeah. And I was like, so you're blaming other people for this person? You're like, oh, it's a one bad day. Everybody has bad days. We don't go out and kill people Yeah, because we had a bad day. Oh, no, I have a hangover. I better shoot up the Burger King. That's not what we do. Stop using it as an excuse. Stop using it as an excuse, excuse in real life. Stop using it as an excuse in TV and movie. Let's yeah. just all together nip that in the bud.
0: Because the more we see it, the more it's normalized. And the more it's normalized, yep. the less impact reality has. Because people are like, well, but this person, see, they're they're just like so-and-so. No, no, they aren't. Because so-and-so isn't real. And that should never have been a thing.
1: Yeah, the whole art imitating life, imitating art kind of crap. Let's not do that.
0: Mm. Let's not have life imitating Doom. Let's just stop <laughs> God, imagine life imitating Doom. That'd be that'd be terrifying. Right? <laughs> Ugh. Oh man. So I, mean, I enjoy Doom. Doom is great. There's some really fun stuff to do there, but that's horrifying. <laughs> I just picked a random word from my brain. Oh, God. And you did a great job. That was a good word. Good pick.
1: <laughs> and I'm just now looking at all of the product placement from the island. Oh, God. There was so much. Yeah. Yeah. So much.
0: Yeah. Microsoft
1: it's... and Apple had their hands deep in the pockets of this <laughs> this movie. I was
0: I wasn't sure where you were going with that phrase. If you were going to be saying... Something other than than deep into the you you said pockets okay got it got it <laughs> where did you think I was gonna go I don't know man I was just along <laughs> for the ride and it was it was fine but yeah the island had oh oh one of them that re- really flip this just came straight back to my brain like the American Express cameo they had there where they they didn't know how to use credit cards yeah and they just like focused on the card for so long i was just like what
1: (laughs) yeah it was so bad they focus on the card. they focus on the card they focus on the aquafina in the weird packaging
0: that was very Um, weird packaging
1: Tag Hoyer watches
0: Calvin Klein uh, because the ad. She was the ad. Scarlett Johansson was, yeah. ad. She was the ad. Yeah, 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 yeah. The
1: and, Xbox arena
0: that they fight in, of course, of course. The oh, Apple the futuristic use. The, the futuristic trucks they had the the semis yeah, the Mac, the, yeah, Mac the Mac trucks. Mac yeah. trucks. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, and and when they were trying to do the messaging system of uh, the call. Somebody yeah. and it had the big MSN logo and yeah, the butterfly, it was yeah, the big, the butterfly. And I'm like, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, you got
1: MSNBC, but you don't have MSN, not really. Yeah.
0: So they just have all these things that, like, they're time capsules for the advertising of the time, and they're often trying to frame it in a way that is futuristic. I would love to be in a class in college that is analyzing the specific, like, for the year 2010, for the year 2005, for the year 1972, what were they pushing in their shows, in their movies? What were like the, the main product placements that kind of defined the year? That would be really interesting. I take that. Yeah. class. actually. It makes me think of what is it? Well, I mean, if you're Even... thinking futuristic product placement, I think Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, that, that's very good. Where they had the the Coke ads and everything, and
0: yeah, Pan Am, uh,
1: Demolition Man with the Taco Bell. Yes.
0: Yeah. They want the
1: franchise uh, wars. Uh, <laughs>
0: everything. Yeah, everything's Taco Bell. Yes, yeah, so they they do some of these very interesting things. Like their Blade Runner was made in the '80s. Me too. Yeah. It's supposed to take place well into the future, but a lot of the products that were advertised in the '80s no longer exist. So, like Atari, Pan Am, I can't think of others right now, but those are the ones that were like really standing out to me. That was just like those aren't things anymore, but they were marked as you know what they they were trying to advertise and show those bits and so looking back it's again it's that time capsule thing it's like when you go back and you watch the net with Sandra Bullock in it and oh my god <laughs> and you're just like this is supposed to be like a high-tech hacking oh god this is like a time capsule of a, of a bygone era that you don't pay attention to that whole with like the phone clicks and everything it's just, it's it's amazing and Can I just fun. say though that I loved that movie? So it's such much. a good it was movie. So bad. <laughs> it's such a bad, wonderful movie. It's I love that movie. It's so enjoyable. It's a fun little romp. That is not how hacking works. Nobody cares. It's so much fun, and it's another one of those examples of like this is, this is what they considered important that they did the focus in on like the software that she had. <laughs> was it was not good but it was cutting edge at the time and like looking back it's it's kind of funny i would be interested because i know they're remaking a ton of films these days but i'd be interested to see what a remake of that would look like to have the same energy to have the same danger and the same technology well, let's like,
1: see. You've got the net that came out around the same time as uh, hackers. Yes, hack the planet. Hack um, the planet, man. That is a movie that was far flung outside of reality.
0: <laughs> it was. I mean, it was fabulous. It was terrible, and it was fabulous
1: fisher stevens is the big bad with his big old computer that you have to like put your finger well into a hole in order to press the key like that (laughs) keyboard is so not practical oh my god and they're they're sitting in front of their computers but the computer screens are reflected on their faces tube tvs and tube screens crt screens did not work like that
0: yeah they They just
1: have a a haze of a glow in one color like it doesn't read on your face in all of the little dots
0: hackers actually had a ton of product placement now that you bring it up i yeah. think i'm thinking about like god they had so much in there because that i think hackers is the first time i had ever seen the logo for supreme really? um, i didn't yeah. know
1: that they went back that far
0: yeah, I think that was one of like when did Supreme actually? U haul, UPS, nineteen ninety four. So that was like one of their first product placements, probably.
1: Oh my god! Wow, Vitamin Shop.
0: <laughs> all the Sony, all the Sony jacket. stuff. Oh my gosh! Monitors, headphones, cassette players, everything was all Sony branded. So of Some course, like
1: dishwashing.
0: Yeah yeah gosh they had so many interesting things sony
1: for days
0: (laughs) tdk Uh, fujifilm fedex nokia and nikon oh they had just like when you go back through so if anyone's interested ever to see like how much product placement is in a show or a movie There's a really fun blog I have used for a while that is literally productplacementblog.com. And you can search by a specific product. You can search by a specific movie or a show and you can see what is there. And it kind of gives you a insight to what is intentional, like they probably paid for the placement and what is something that was just in the background. Like uh, one of the best unintentional product placements was in Game of Thrones when somebody put a Starbucks cup and yep. left it there. Nobody paid for that. Starbucks got a ton of mileage out of it because it w- they made a joke about it and it was talked about on blogs and on the Internet for weeks afterwards.
1: Even Downton Abbey staged their own photo with a Starbucks cup in the background. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It became a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. So, it, product placement is ubiquitous nowadays. You can't walk down a street without there being a big giant sign for something.
0: There was an article I read a couple years back that was talking about how children that are born today are unable to avoid branding of some kind by the like by the time they're five years old. They've seen like some like a million, some ads, even if their parents try to shelter them because branding is so obvious and everywhere, unless you live in the middle of nowhere and process all your own food, you're going to have a ton of branding and in places that cannot afford to purchase these things, they're still wearing shirts that are branded and having yeah. things like that are the branded products that were like donated to some area of sub-Saharan Africa. You know, you're just like, okay, cool. Like, do, do they have this? Is it for sale there? No, but they still wear those clothes.
1: You go to the middle of nowhere, USA. Somebody's going to be wearing a John Deere something, something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Probably there's going to
1: be all of that equipment, all of that that farming equipment. They're going to have that stuff too. So they're going to be exposed to brands no matter what.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apple was all over hackers. Man. External floppy drive. That was a big deal. Remember when that like, oh my gosh, we got to get this
1: boop. Remember floppy
0: disks in general. Yes. Uh, yes, I yes. Yes, I do. Good times.
1: I remember the big uh, hackers
0: and the small ones.
1: Yeah. Hackers was great just because you get to see little baby boy, Jesse Bradford, little baby, Angelina Jolie baby Matthew Lillard and baby Johnny Lee Miller and like they're all so young. I love Matthew Lillard. He's so great. He is. He's so fun and he's such a nerd and I love it. Yes, it's the best. I was upset when he was recast in Scooby-Doo.
0: I mean, he will forever be Shaggy, so.
1: Yes. Yes. He 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 is the modern Shaggy. Well, my my throat is about to explode, I think. So... We went through a lot in this episode product placement and then a whole run down memory lane on some of these things. Oh my god. This just goes to show you that media can be used for good and for evil. <laughs> 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 product placement being a key proponent because you've got you got product placements everywhere. Even if you're not looking for them, they're going to be there. Even if you watch things that are set way way back, you're going to have something that's going to reference like it's they're almost always there so if we could have these media people and these advertisers join together in such a way to work
0: for good (laughs) that actually enhances yeah experience you keep the basic core
1: of the creative process still whole and not just slap a Supreme sticker on the side and say, there, now you can go. Like, Billy, I don't want to have my movie have Juicy written across its ass. Just saying. <laughs> what did you just me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the day Shaggy walked on set and announced that he had killed God.
0: What? <laughs> you, did you not get into that? The Shaggy memes? I didn't know. Last year, I think, or maybe it was 2019, there was this whole downward spiral of the internet of all the memes. It's,
1: oh my god.
0: It's amazing.
1: There's so many. I'm gonna have to delve into that after this. Oh my lord. You're welcome. Anyway. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you again for joining us on this weird romp today um, on the special Thanksgiving U.S. Thanksgiving episode of chronic media consumption we're glad that you joined us tell your friends we're gonna try and get into patreon at sometime soon if we can get our audience numbers up and uh, we do have a an email address chronic media consumption at, at gmail.com. gmail.com yes yep we're on Twitter, chronic underscore media. Contact us on either platform. We like to hear what you want to say, what you what you think about our shows, if you've got any comments, concerns.
0: For this one, we'd love to hear any of your favorite or least favorite product placement oh, yeah. moments in media. We are happy to rant about them again <laughs> and yeah. uh, check those out and you know, see if you guys can tell us stories of product placement that worked on you that you're just yeah. like, you know what? I, I need that.
1: And tell us why Ready Player One is not the best use of product placement.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) We intentionally did not speak about that movie. (laughs) <laughs> the product place. Anyway, but yeah, thank you again for joining us. I hope you guys enjoy your, uh, if you're in the US or celebrating American Thanksgiving, enjoying stuffing your face with all of the good food and spending time with family. We're getting to the end of the year. I cannot believe that it's almost the end of 2021. Where has okay. the time gone? Well, no. enjoy the rest of the holidays coming up and stay safe. We'll chat with you again in another couple weeks. So, thank you again for joining us at this fun session of Chronic Media Consumption. Thank you, and bye bye.